You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Ladies and gentlemen, your attention please. Now batting for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, Fan Rock Fantasy Baseball, the host, Al Melchior. Fan Rock Fantasy Baseball. Hello and happy Saturday to everybody. This is Van Rag Fantasy Baseball. I'm your host, Al Melchior. And man, oh man, what a week. I mean, you knew there was going to be a lot of player movement, uh, given that it was, you know, the winter meetings. Uh, but you know, I sent out a tweet just a few minutes before the show calling it, uh, you know, sort of tongue-in-cheek, calling it the reliever meetings because uh, there was a, a lot of activity with relievers uh, compared to uh, hitters and starting pitchers. So we're going to break down some of that. Uh, quite a few of the reliever signings will have, uh, I think, will have some fantasy impact. So we're going to spend a good amount of time talking about the relievers. Of course, there's the big Marcel Ozuna trade. Uh, I would say probably the biggest uh thing that happened uh this week and uh we'll certainly break that down bunch of other trades and uh even some things uh just breaking uh here on saturday so we're gonna get to get to all of that in this show uh even get to the rule five draft but um before any of that i want to go back to uh something that happened very very early in the week not long after the last show uh, the news that I'm sure you've all heard by now that Shohei Otani has been diagnosed with a first-degree sprain in the UCL of his pitching elbow. So there was certainly some initial panic there, uh, I think, uh, on the part of fantasy owners. But uh, all of the subsequent reports to that have really downplayed uh, downplayed the severity. It is the least severe type of UCL sprain. Uh, and the impact that it could have, you know, citing uh, the fact that Masahiro Tanaka has pitched with a similar sprain uh, for several years. Uh, so the plan is just uh, for Otani to be uh, used as normal with uh, whatever medical precautions would typically be used in this this type of situation. Uh, the other news for Otani is just strictly fantasy relevant, and that is that uh, Yahoo has come out with the announcement that they are going to have two separate Shohei Otani's that you can draft. There's Otani the pitcher and Otani the hitter. Uh, so a lot of people have been wanting to know last couple of weeks uh, how uh, different sites will deal with that. So now we know Yahoo is going to go the two Otani route. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see. I, mean, I know that there's pros and cons to that. But, um, you know, I, I would prefer a, a one Otani a system where you could uh, shuttle them back and forth between different roles. But, you know, I understand, uh, you know, from a practicality standpoint that that's uh, not always the, uh, you know, the way to go. So uh, I'll keep you posted uh, once I hear about some of the other sites and what decisions they're making. Also, uh, Daniel Murphy, a little bit of news for him. He had microfracture knee surgery a little less than two months ago. He is on target right now to be ready for opening day, or at least it's a possibility that Daniel Murphy could be ready for opening day. So that's something that had really been up in the air uh, prior to now. So good news there for Daniel Murphy. Anyhow, lots, lots more to get to. Carlos Santana, uh, CeCe Sabathia, much more. So stick around. I'll be right back with all that news.
Skix sneakers are taking over tailgates and alumni homes across America. Skix canvas high top, low top, slip on, and kids tennis style sneakers designed in officially licensed college colors and logos is a must-have for every college fan's wardrobe. Fun, fashionable, and comfortable. Whether you're at the big game or watching the game at home, Skix helps fans perform better. Go to Skix.com and use promo code FNTSY for 15% off your pair now. That's Skix.com. Skix sneakers, the soul of a true fan. Are you new to Daily Fantasy? Are you a veteran? Either way, you can better your chances of winning money and lots of it by going to DailyRoto.com. Multiple people have become millionaires thanks to the guys at Daily Roto. Why not take advice from the experts? You can become a millionaire too. Just go to DailyRoto.com to rock Daily Fantasy Sports. The sun can make your outdoor deck and patio space so hot and uncomfortable you can't use it. But now there's the Sunsetter Retractable Awning. A Sunsetter Retractable Awning opens and closes in just 60 seconds, and it keeps your patio about 20 degrees cooler. It provides instant shade and protection from the sun's harmful rays. You can get your Sunsetter for as little as $5.99 when you call now to get your special $200 discount certificate and free awning idea kit. You're going to love your Sunsetter Retractable Awning. Sunsetter awnings are assembled in America and guaranteed to last for years. So call 800-869-5446 now to get a free awning idea kit with DVD plus your $200 Sunsetter discount certificate. This is a limited time offer, so call 800-869-5446 now. That's 800-869-5446 for your free awning idea kit with DVD and $200 discount certificate. There's no obligation, so call 800-869-5446 now. This message is paid for by the United Elf Foundation. What's up, fellow elves? This is Jumpin' Jacks, your treasurer of the North Pole's UEF South Division. We've bought several ads here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network because we all know how much Christmas elves love fantasy football. You know it. The UEF wanted to remind all elves on Fantasy Football Sunday leave from the North Pole that the last shuttle back to the workshop leaves our secret spot at 8 p.m. Sunday. So that's immediately after the Fantasy Sports Radio Network ends their seven straight hours of live game day coverage. What's up? If you traveled by magic, please disregard this message and remember that you're expected back in the workshop by 9 a.m. sharp on Monday. So you can still listen to the full two hours of the Roto Experts recap, then transport yourselves back, all right? Thank you all. I appreciate it. And best of luck with your fantasy playoff teams. Your elf is out. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to FanRag Fantasy Baseball. I'm your host, Al Melchior. And so much to get to from this week of winter meetings action and post-winter meetings action. Uh, I am going to put you off for just another minute now because I do need to share this very important message with you about DKMS. Uh, Each week on the show, uh, I remind you to check out one of two sites, uh, dailyroto.com slash DKMS or rotoexperts.com slash DKMS. And uh, at either of those sites, you can find out more about the organization, uh, DKMS's mission to fight blood cancer. And uh, you could uh, find out how to make a donation, just learn about what the organization does, or you could actually find out how to sign up to be a bone marrow donor. And also, uh, as I remind you each week, as we're 
getting closer and closer to the end of fantasy football season, uh, you can still play a free DFS game there. Uh, there is a new contest every week through week 16. Uh, contest is co-sponsored by Fantasy Sports Radio Network and Fantasy Draft. And uh, in week 17, each of the weekly winners will uh, they'll match up, and the ultimate winner gets two tickets to Super Bowl 52. So how cool is that? Anyhow, ch- please do check that out. All right, back to the winner meeting moves. And uh, let's start with what the Phillies have done because they've been among the most active teams uh, in this past week, really uh, accelerating the uh, the rebuild going on there, uh, adding uh, an established name in what, at least to me, was a surprise move, signing Carlos Santana to a three-year deal worth $60 million. And they also traded away shortstop Freddie Galvis to the Padres and in return got 21-year-old starting pitcher Eniel De Los Santos, uh, one of the uh, better pitching prospects out of the San Diego organization. So a couple of uh, interesting moves there, uh, adding a, an established name to the lineup, a power bat, a good on-base source, uh, but also at the same time getting rid of one of their established players in Freddie Galvis and st- restocking the farm system a bit with a good pitching prospect. So uh, interesting moves there by the Phillies. I don't think there's really going to be a big change in fantasy value for Santana. I think maybe a slight downgrade. Uh, He's certainly going to a nice ballpark for power. Maybe we'll see a a little bit more uh, right-handed power from Santana playing in Philadelphia as opposed to uh, playing in progressive field in Cleveland, but uh, also going, you know, going to the NL, going to the Phillies, maybe a little less run production, I would think. Uh, I think it's probably close to a wash, maybe a, a slight, slight downgrade for Santana. But uh, there he is now in the National League. So you've also now got a crossover, if that's relevant uh, for you. Uh, and uh, just breaking earlier today on Saturday, the Yankees and CC Sabathia have agreed upon a one-year deal worth $10 million. So CC Sabathia back in the Yankees rotation. So it looks like that rotation could be set uh, if they did go and pursue another starter. I would assume that would probably be bad news for Jordan Montgomery. And since I really like Jordan Montgomery, I'm sort of rooting against that. But it's a long offseason still to go here. So we'll see how that how that develops. The Angels also been very busy this week. And one of their moves uh, was to sign Zach Cozart for a three-year, $38 million deal. And he's going to shift over to third base. So, man, what an infield. We're going to have for the Angels. What a defensive infield with Cozart at third and uh, Angelton Simmons uh, over at short. And then uh, another move, Ian Kinsler acquired from the Tigers for minor league outfielder Troy Montgomery and uh, 18-year-old pitcher Wilkel Hernandez. So you've got three very, very good defenders there. Still not clear to me exactly what the Angels are going to do at first base. I assume it's going to be some sort of a rotation, assuming that Otani gets some time at DH and that would shift Albert Pujols back to first base for, for some starts, CJ Crone, maybe Luis Valbuena in that mix. I'm very interested because just like I was saying before about Jordan Montgomery, I kind of like CJ Crone for this coming year. At least I did before the Otani signing, but we'll see how that all shakes out. Uh, I think, you know, we're, 
still a long way away, just with the Yankees rotation, a long way away from really seeing for sure how that's going to settle. Uh, Matt Moore was traded by the Giants to the Rangers, along with future considerations in exchange for reliever Sam Wolf and rookie league pitcher Israel Cruz. Wolf looks like he could be a future closer candidate. Uh, pretty good strikeout rate in the minors, throws hard, uh, has had some good success in the minors as a reliever. So that'll be very interesting to see what sort of role uh, Wolf will, will play for the Giants. I'd say not not a bad haul, really for them uh, in exchange for Matt Moore coming off of a, a pretty bad year. But now uh, one Matt probably pushing another Matt out of the Rangers rotation because I would think the odd man out would be Matt Bush, who was going to go into spring training, stretch out to be a starter. Maybe they still do that. Uh, certainly never hurts to have starting pitching depth. We've seen that year after year. So maybe that's still the plan for Matt Bush. But I would think for now, if you're going to project a rotation for the uh, Texas Rangers, that Matt Bush would not be in it uh, now that you've got uh, Mike Miner. And again, you know, maybe maybe his role is fluid. Mike Miner uh, converted back from a reliever uh, to a starter. Uh, Doug Fister being signed there. Uh, and now Matt Moore. So that'll be intriguing as we get closer to spring training. Uh, according to FanRag Sports' own John Heyman, who was on the show just last week, right before the winter meetings, uh, according to John Heyman, the Yankees and Pirates are discussing a Garrett Cole trade, and uh, John thinks that Clint Frazier is very likely to be a part of that deal. The Pirates apparently having interest in Glaber Torres, but we all have interest in Glaber Torres. doesn't necessarily mean we're, we're all going to get him. So it doesn't sound like the Pirates are likely to get Torres, uh, but maybe they get Clint Frazier. That would be a nice add for them and then would give them some room maybe to deal Andrew McCutcheon. I don't know. You'd have an extra body there in the outfield. Something would have to be done. And this is sort of an interesting move that, uh, as far as I could tell, really went under the radar. And I guess understandably so with all the signings and trades and trade talks still in progress, that the Astros have DFA'd Preston Tucker who was a pretty big part of their outfield rotation back in, in 2015 in his rookie year. And his career has kind of, uh, uh, it's declined a bit since then, has really stalled. So maybe uh, Preston Tucker gets a chance with another team. He's shown good power, um, some ability to, to draw a walk. So it would be interesting to see another team give him, uh, give him a shot. Uh, all right, well, let's. Uh, these these are some of the more recent moves, but uh, of course, a whole lot happened during this past week. Much of it at the winter meetings, but as is typical, a lot of things happened the day or two after, uh, as the groundwork was laid for deals during the meetings, but didn't necessarily happen. Uh, so we've had a lot uh, going on the last couple of days. But as I mentioned at the outset of the show, Marcelo Zuna going from the Marlins to the Cardinals. Uh, I would say definitely the uh, the headline move of the winter meetings and the Marlins getting four prospects back. Sandy Alcantara, who spent a little bit of time in the Cardinals bullpen last year, but uh, projects as a starter. I would imagine Alcantara will be in the Marlins rotation at some point this season. Uh, Magnura Sierra, who also saw some time in the majors last year. Uh, speedy guy. And uh, Marlins do have a history of going after uh, speedsters. Uh, so I think we could you know, see some stolen bases from Sierra. But I don't know that we'll 
people see Sierra Club a whole lot of homers. Get it? Sierra Club. Sorry. Anyway, also a couple other pitchers in that deal. Zach Gallen, who I think could also be in the Marlins rotation uh, at some point this season, probably not to start off. And Daniel Castano. So, uh, you know, not the, the quality of prospects overall that I would have expected in an Ozuna deal. I figure maybe you get Alcantara and another, uh, you know, top-line starter like a, a Jack Flaherty or Dakota Hudson. Didn't happen, um, although they do, you know, need some outfield depth now. So Sarah's not a bad pickup. I mean, it's not, it's not a terrible haul. It is, to me, a, a bit disappointing. And Ozuna himself... I don't think moving to the Cardinals unto itself is going to be a big change for him. Again, remember, the, the Marlins had a pretty good offense last year, even though the team overall wasn't great. Offense, obviously, with Stanton, D. Gordon, and Ozuna himself, uh, not to mention the ones that are still there, Christian Yelich, Justin Bohr, uh, JT Romuto. Uh, nice, nice lineup for the Marlins. And Ozuna took full advantage, driving in 124 runs, batting 312. Socking 37 home runs. But uh, as I've said other places, if not on the show, certainly on Twitter, I think Ozuna is a pretty major regression candidate. Um, the stat cast stats just uh, for me don't match up with him being a 37 home run hitter. I think he could lose, you know, eight to 10 homers off that total. Uh, he had a very high BABIP, 355. That looks like it's headed for something of a crash. He'll still be a very good player. I think just not as good as in 2017. Anyways, much, much more to get to. That's just the headline deal. So stick around. I'll break down the rest of the winter meetings moves right after this break. <laughs> it never gets old. All right, everyone. Two truths, one lie. I was going to be on The Real World. I play the oboe. And I saved a kid's life. You definitely never saved a kid's life. I'm serious. Last summer, I donated bone marrow to a kid who had leukemia. Saving a life. The truth is, it's easier than you think. Learn how at DKMS.org. <laughs> who knew we were living with a hero? Um, a hero <laughs> who plays the oboe. <laughs> on Target Fantasy Football. I'm not trying to call out Tom Brady. I'm not trying to call out the people who have Tom Brady. But because it's one position, because it's so easy to get replacement value later in your drafts and the other positions, you need multiple options. If you're blaming Tom Brady, it's not so much, hey, Tom Brady, you're letting us all down and you're a schmuck. It's just that this is, again, another reason why you don't draft the quarterback early. Weekdays, 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time Zone, FNTSY.com slash radio. Reason number 12 why you should own a Thermospas hot tub? They require no attachment to your home's plumbing. Thanks to the Thermospas unique built-in thermofiltration system that filters the water an incredible 144 times a day, you simply fill it with a garden hose and your water stays crystal clear with very little maintenance. Call to receive your free DVD videos and brochure and find out how you can own a Thermospas hot tub for only a few dollars a day. Right now, they're offering 0% APR financing with approved credit and a $1,250 savings coupon, including free delivery, free chemicals, and a cash discount. And with models starting at $4,995, there will never be a better time to own a Thermospas hot tub. So call now and ask about this limited time offer. Call Thermospas today at 800-625-4922 for your free DVD 
videos and brochure. That's 800-625-4922. Thermospas, hot tubs designed to improve your life. Call 800-625-4922 today to take advantage of 0% APR financing. Draft World Fantasy Sports brings the games to you with real cash prizes. Kick off your season, choose your league, draft your players, or let Draft World's Quick Pick Wizard get you started. Then turn your knowledge into cash. Draft World offers low commissions on all fantasy sports. Cash prizes are paid as each league ends automatically. And every day, a new Draft World season starts. It's the world's way to play fantasy sports. DraftWorld.com. Hey guys, Tony Sincata here from the Line of Block Show, brought to you by DailyRoto.com. You can join Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network and get the night's DFS basketball advice. And of course, we still break down football on a nightly basis. That's the Line of Block Show, brought to you by DailyRoto.com. Dane Martinez, Tony Sincata 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Wars Tower. Jeter and this ownership group could not afford this team. And Major League Baseball should have never let him buy this team. They wanted Derek Jeter to be an owner, and it's turning out to be a huge mistake. Marlins fans, the very few, the 17 of you that are out there still, you guys had to deal with Jeffrey Loria for way too long, and you had a ray of hope with a baseball guy coming in and taking over the team, and now you're stuck with Jeffrey Loria 2.0, and I feel for you. Thursdays from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern, only on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to FanRag Fantasy Baseball. I'm your host, Al Melchior. And so many more deals to get to that we'll, we'll go through. Talk about the fantasy impact. Uh, we'll also get to the Rule 5 draft. A few players to keep your eyes on. Because uh, it seems like as many years as not, there's there's an impact player that comes out of the uh, Rule 5 draft. Uh, not so long ago, Dubal Herrera, a Rule 5 guy for the Phillies. Um, you know, going further back, Johan Santana, uh, Dan Ugla, all kinds uh, of uh, names that you know from fantasy, uh, Shane Victorino. So we'll talk a little bit about the Rule 5 draft. Also, I have p- posted a poll on Twitter uh, asking you to decide between a couple of third base eligible players, Alex Bregman and Travis Shaw. I think there's about 15 minutes left on that poll. Uh, and this is also just a little bit of a, a teaser that uh, I'll talk be talking a little bit about the uh, third base landscape. I uh, took a, a little break from going around the horn, looking at the uh, landscape, you know, depth of different positions, just a very broad overview. So I'm going to pick that back up on this show, talk a little bit about third base. I may have to make it a two-parter because there are a lot of uh, fallback options that I think are really interesting, and I am almost positive I'm not going to have time <laughs> to talk about them in this show. But I'm going to get to like the second and third tier. And uh, so Bregman and Shaw, a couple of players to think about. You've got 13 minutes left 
to go vote for that poll, unless you're listening to this on podcast in which you can just go to uh, Twitter and look at the final results. So something something for everybody there. Anyhow, while you're uh, perusing that, uh, let's get back to the deals. And I mentioned earlier the Angels have been busy, and, and part of their busyness was trading for Ian Kinsler. He's uh, he's a player, and, and invariably this happens this time of year for me as I'm working on projections and, and rankings, auction values, and going through players' 2017 stats or whatever the previous season was with the, with the fine-tooth comb. And there, there's always a handful of trends that just really slip by me during the season. It's a lot of players. It's you know hard to stay on top of everybody. Uh, Kinsler had a much better season than I thought. Now, from a fantasy perspective, he didn't have such a great season, and maybe that's why some of the more encouraging numbers sort of uh, escaped me during the season. But he had 22 home runs and 14 stolen bases and 90 runs scored for the Tigers, even though, uh, particularly as the season wore on into the second half, uh, not the the best lineup, but leading off uh, frequently for the Tigers. Uh, Kensler still scored 90 runs. And again, 22 homers, 14 steals. You know, that'll that'll get it done at second base. But he hit only 236. So that's why he just he wasn't anywhere even close to the top 12, top 15 second baseman in fantasy value this past year, or at least at Roto value. I, I will admit I did not look up his points value prior to this show. I'm guessing there wasn't a big difference there in his ranking. Uh, I think uh, he was, was outside the top 20 in Roto value. So that batting average really sank him, as did his RBI total. But again, I think you blame the team for at least some of that. He's always been a decent RBI producer, despite... Uh, batting out of the, the leadoff spot. So I, I think he'll rebound in terms of RBIs. I think he'll definitely rebound in terms of batting average. He had a 244 BABIP for the Tigers this past year, despite the fact that he made more frequent hard contact and he pulled the ball less often, two things that should improve your BABIP and improve your overall batting average instead of sending it the opposite direction. So Kinsler, for me, with that little discovery, uh, becomes a fallback option at second base. I think he'll be overlooked even though he's in our on our radar now, uh, having been traded to the Angels. And the Angels lineup suddenly looking a lot better. Uh, Stephen Piscotty also on the move from the Cardinals to the A's. And again, you knew there was going to be some movement there with the Cardinals picking up Marcelo Zuna. So it's Stephen Piscotty, who's at least one outfielder uh, on the way out, uh, going to Oakland. So I think that's actually a very good move for him in terms of playing time. Now, he had a very disappointing season as well, although unlike Kinsler, the indicators backed it up more clearly that he was just having a down season in, in terms of power, hitting more ground balls, uh, not not nearly as many extra base hits last year. Uh, but I was not aware of this, so I don't know if this had been reported at all during the season, but his mother uh, has ALS, and in moving to Oakland, he'll be able to be uh, closer to his mother, closer to his family out there. And I saw a tweet from Stephen Souza saying that he, he thought that this was one of the, uh, I can't remember the exact wording, but you know, one of the most generous things, uh, to, to paraphrase uh, Stephen Souza there, uh, that he's seen an organization do, and I'd, I'd have to agree with that. 
The Cardinals uh, get a couple interesting prospects coming back. Second make baseman Max Schrock and shortstop uh, Yaro Munoz. So that's the deal there with Piscotti. Chase Headley is a Padre again, although maybe not for long. But uh, the Yankees dealt him back to the Padres, along with Brian Mitchell and some cash in exchange for Jabari Blash. So uh, that definitely looks very much like a, a a salary dump. Uh, and the Padres are expected to flip Headley. So we'll, we'll stay tuned on that. I also imagine Jabari Blash probably won't see a whole lot of playing time for the Yankees if they even keep him, but, uh, you know, be, be nice to see some Jabari blasts, uh, over at Yankee stadium. Uh, the guy who does hit for a lot of power swings for the fences, uh, be cool to see him up with the Yankees, uh, for some part of 2018. And then a couple of really interesting starting pitcher signings uh, during this past week. The Cubs signing Drew Smiley to a two-year deal and the Twins signing Michael Pineda to a two-year deal. Both pitchers coming off of Tommy John surgery and the recovery process. Neither a given to pitch at all in 2018. Uh, I would think at most you might see them back for maybe the final two months or some portion. That's probably the best case scenario for both Smiley and Pineda. Um, but they're two-year deals. So this is definitely done, I think, with an eye for both organizations towards 2019. And Smiley could come back, uh, given the way that his contract is structured, it would seem he could come back either as a starter or as a reliever because there's incentives there uh, for, for milestones, both as a reliever and uh, being in the rotation. So, uh Yeah. That's uh, a couple of pitchers that you don't need to draft for this year, even if they do pitch later in the year. But interesting for Dynasty Leagues, interesting for those organizations and a couple of pitchers that still have some some definite upside for sure. So, uh, as I mentioned earlier, and not that I needed to mention it because it was a big theme of the winter meetings, a lot of relievers getting signed. So I'm going to go through team by team because there are a few teams that got a couple of impact relievers. So I'll start with the Cubs. They got Brandon Morrow, who's of right now, I would think would be the front runner to be their closer coming off of a terrific season with the Dodgers. But they also picked up Steve Ciszek, who this is another player who sort of was under my radar and he wasn't terribly fantasy relevant. I think he was in the closer mix. If my memory serving me right for like 10 days, uh, there were a couple of times when Edwin Diaz was just very briefly temporarily demoted from the role when he was struggling. I think Ciszek may have picked up a save during one of those two stints, uh, but I also know Nick Vincent was in that uh, in that mix as well. So really, Steve Ciszek, Ciszek was not terribly fantasy relevant this past year, but he got his ground ball right back up, which when he pitched with the Marlins, you know, wasn't a huge strikeout guy, but kept the ball down and in conjunction between the, the high ground ball rate and pitching in Marlins Park, he just didn't give up a lot of home runs. And that was the case again with the Mariners. So nice, a couple of nice signings for the Cubs. Now, both pitchers have had their fair share of injuries. So it's far from risk-free, but very good upside with both Morrow and Ciszek. The Astros signing Joe Smith, who had a very good and very strange year where now this is a guy sort of like I was talking about with Ciszek, 
not typically a big strikeout pitcher, but a very reliable ground ball pitcher who all of a sudden became this big-time strikeout pitcher. Um, way higher rate than we had seen in the past for Joe Smith. So it'll be interesting to see if that carries over. Even if it doesn't, he should be effective uh, as a setup man. And given the struggles, on-again, off-again struggles of Ken Giles during his Astros tenure, and of course, very notably during the the postseason, uh, you know, there's I think all kinds of relievers that could be in play there in Houston. You know, again, as has been the case the last couple of years, where we've seen Luke Gregerson in and out of that role, uh, spelling Giles. We've seen uh, Will Harris. Uh, you know, I would think Chris Davinsky. You know, maybe. Uh, would be in that mix. And I'm not saying that, uh, you know, I, I think that Ken Giles is definitely going to lose the job or anything, but I, I'd also be surprised if he held it without interruption for all of 2018, given that he's been very inconsistent over the last two seasons. So Joe Smith, uh, certainly a name to uh, to keep in mind as part of the Astros saves mix. Hector Rondon, Couple of down seasons, 2017 in particular, not a very good season for Hector Rondon. Last two years, he's become very homer prone. But uh, calling him a reclamation project is probably way too strong. But maybe a, a, a rebound candidate, let's say, Hector Rondon, there with the Astros. So they're retooling that bullpen. Uh, Phillies pick up, picking up a couple of arms. Like I said, they've been very busy. Pat Neshek returning there, and Tommy Hunter signed by the Phillies. So Hector Neris uh, never, you know, totally, I think, could be comfortable in that role. So there's a couple of potential rivals uh, for saves uh, in Philadelphia. Anyhow, that's just the beginning. Those are just three teams there. The Cubs, the Astros, Phillies, each signing a pair of relievers that could be in the saves mix eventually. Got a bunch more teams to get to, believe it or not. That's why I called it the reliever meetings. Anyhow, We'll take a break from all this reliever action, but I will pick it right up when we come back. Hey, everybody, it's me, Joe Pizapia, best-selling author of the Fantasy Black Book series. And right now, you can get the 2017 Fantasy Football Black Book on Amazon as we speak. What are you waiting for? You can get it for ebook, for your Kindle, or for paperback. And it's not just me this year. No, I brought in some friends. I got Jake Seeley. I got Sammy Reed. I got Gary Davenport. I got championships, and they're waiting for you. Find out why the Fantasy Black Book is number one best-selling in fantasy sports for the 10th straight time. You know why? Because once you go Black Book, you never go back. Attention all authors. Page Publishing is looking for authors. Have you written a book and want to get it published? Page Publishing will get your book into bookstores and for sale online at Amazon, Apple iTunes, and other outlets. They handle all aspects of the publishing process for you. Printing, cover art, publicity, copyright, and editing. Call 800-292-8137 now for your free author submission kit. That's 800-292-8137 for your free author submission kit. Again, that's 800-292-8137. Red Heat and Rage. I can live with defense wins championships, but you better have a damn good offense. Otherwise, you ain't getting there. Exactly. Are the Jacksonville Jaguars getting to the Super Bowl? They got a damn good defense. Like You need to be able to score. Look at the teams in the NFC. New Orleans Saints, they can score. Philadelphia Eagles can score. Vikings can still score. Who are the best teams in the NBA? Look at the Golden State Warriors, Houston Rockets. Teams that are dropping 122 122. every night. Weekdays, noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Only on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. 
Steiner Sports is the leading memorabilia provider for the New York Yankees, Rangers, Giants, Knicks, and the Brooklyn Nets. Featuring hundreds of items from your favorite athletes, Steiner Sports is your source for the best sports gifts. Go to SteinerSports.com slash box and shop our collection of memorabilia boxes, which include 10 gifts for the price of one. We've made one for each of your favorite teams. Hurry, supplies are limited, and these are some of the best deals we have ever offered. So go to SteinerSports.com slash box today. What's up, fantasy nerds? It's Ashley from Ashley Needs Answers, and I'm here to share some fun facts with you about my friend Jake Seeley, who, by the way, has never met me. Actually, here's one fun fact. They're making me read this great stuff about Jake, and he won't even pick up the phone and say hello to me. I'm just supposed to sit here and make him look great, and he's not even a great human being. Here's one. Jake's a top three fantasy ranker in the last two years. Great. But is he a good human? I don't know. I can't vouch for that. I heard he doesn't even like puppies. So decide for yourself. On Target with Jake Seeley, weekdays at 4 p.m. Eastern and 1 p.m. Pacific. Hello, boys and girls. It's Santa, and I'm about as real as your chances at a title if you don't have the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I have 24-hour operation of elves making toys, and you should have a 24-hour network of experts working for you, offering the latest news, advice, analysis, and cheerful and joyful entertainment. You better have the Fantasy Sports Radio Network on your phone or tablet device. Merry Christmas! Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to FanRag Fantasy Baseball. I'm Al Melchior, your host, and I have breaking news. Ken Rosenthal of The Athletics. Not The Athletics. <laughs> Why did I throw it out there? He's from the, the single athletic. Uh, anyways, Ken Rosenthal uh, reporting that the Dodgers are getting Matt Kemp. Is that going to be weird to see Matt Kemp in a Dodgers uniform? Not really. Uh, they are giving up Adrian Gonzalez. Scott Casimir, Brandon McCarthy, Charlie Culberson, and Cash. So again, Dodgers getting Matt Kemp from the Braves in exchange for Adrian Gonzalez, Scott Casimir, Brandon McCarthy, Charlie Culberson, and Cash. Wow. Um, so I guess Cody Bellinger settling in at first base there. I mean, I we would have expected that anyway. Uh, but Adrian Gonzalez out of the picture, picture there. Matt Kemp into the Dodgers outfield picture. A uh, couple of pitchers, Casimir McCarthy, that have uh, you know, struggled with injuries. Uh, Charlie, Col- Charlie Culberson has had some clutch late season, postseason moments last couple of years. Uh, so some interesting names on the move there. Brandon McCarthy was having a pretty nice season when he was healthy. Um, so that that to me may be the most interesting name in the trade. I mean, Matt Kemp, too, if he can rebound. uh would obviously be very interesting and very fantasy relevant. So yeah, those two names in particular, Kemp and McCarthy, um, with maybe uh, a chance to uh, turn turn a page uh, with their respective new teams. So that's uh, that's the news from just over this past break. So uh, yeah, big 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 trade. All right, well let's get back to some of the less big deals. That were made uh, during this past week, either at the winter meetings or just subsequent to. But they could wind up being uh, a big enough deal that we need to pay attention in, in fantasy. So I talked about the reliever signings by the Cubs, Astros, and Phillies. The Cardinals went and got Luke Gregerson. I think that one was actually just made official today. 
But uh, Luke Gregerson and just like I said, that Brandon Morrow, I think right now, barring any future changes, uh, would probably be the Cubs closer. I would think Luke Gregerson right now would have a pretty good shot at being the Cardinals closer. I think he's it depends what happens uh, the rest of this offseason. But I would think Gregerson will will go into spring training competing for that role. He had a pretty off 2017. The the ground ball rate took a little bit of a hit, and he gave up 13 home runs. So obviously a whole lot of home runs for any reliever to give up. So that's something that uh, Gregerson will have to cut back on if he's going to be closer quality in 2018. Fernando Rodney was, for the most part, closer quality in 2017, even though the ERA would not suggest it. But uh, he's got a new team. He's with the Twins. And I would assume he'd be their closer going into spring training. He saved 39 games with the Diamondbacks in 2017, did blow six saves, had that 423 ERA. But as you would expect from Fernando Rodney, there were ups and downs. The second half, by and large, was very positive. He had a 2.55 ERA after the All-Star break. And the walk rate, which is really, that's the big, big concern with Rodney because, you know, when he melts down, it tends to be pretty spectacular and it, it tends to be a control breakdown. He had not, I wouldn't say it's not a a, a svelte uh, walk rate in the second half, but a, a, a respectable one of 8.0%. So I think that's no accident that with a decent walk rate, he was able to prevent runs, 2.55 ERA in the second half. So he was good. And that wasn't the only stretch. Uh, There were points in the first half where Rodney was very good. And and I think you could even say dominant. And this is what we've seen from him for several years now. Very, very up and down. So I would expect more of the same with the Twins. And maybe he doesn't keep that job all year long. I was very, very surprised. I thought he was going to lose the job within the first month with, with the first month with the Diamondbacks. I wasn't drafting him. Nobody was drafting Fernando Rodney last year. Um, but, uh, you know, he kept that job all year. And not very many closers did that. I think there were nine that kept it uh, wire to wire. The uh, Rockies re-signed Jake McGee and then also picked up Brian Shaw, who had a very nice tenure with the Indians, another ground ball guy. So that's going to hopefully come in handy in Colorado. The Mets signed Anthony Swarzak, who had, I would say, a breakout season in 2017. And I also saw a report that uh, the Mets are not planning on going with a, a named closer this year. So Swar- that would make it interesting for Anthony Swarzak, because I would think he... If, if saves are up for grabs, he would deserve them as much as uh, A.J. Ramos or J. Rees Familia. So that's a potentially interesting development there for Swarzak and for the Mets. The Mariners, they uh, they did not re-sign Steve Ciszek because uh, I mentioned earlier the Cubs got him. But they did pick up Juan Nicasio. I don't believe that one is finalized yet, but they at the very least do have an agreement with Juan Nicasio, who had a very good year. Uh, mostly with the Pirates, but uh, sometime with the the Phillies and Cardinals as well. And the Nationals re-signed Brandon Kinsler, who had a very good year and, of course, was the uh, Twins closer for for much of the year. So he, I would doubt very much, would get very many save opportunities in D.C., but he's he's back, uh, back with the Nationals. 
I also just saw something on Twitter, and this is something I normally would would mention here because I don't think there's going to be much fantasy relevance. But since I am talking about the Nationals' bullpen, I just saw something uh, during the break that the Nats signed uh, Tim Collins, who we haven't heard from in quite a while. So that's kind of cool. Hope, hopefully he uh, could be uh, an impact reliever again. Uh, let's see. One other name I want to bring up. And this is another name. I This is one that would have totally flown under the radar for me if it wasn't for Shohei Otani. But for last week's show, when I was researching Otani's stats in Japan and looking at leaderboards, I saw Chris Martin's name on some of the pitching leaderboards. And I do remember uh, Chris Martin from uh, brief stints with the Rockies and with the Yankees. Wasn't particularly effective. So, you know, I didn't really give it a lot of thought. It's like, wow, Chris Martin's doing really, really well. He was a teammate of Otani's with um, with the Nippon Ham Fighters. So I thought, wow, he's really doing well in Japan. Wonder if we'll see him again. And here we are, like roughly a week later, after I made that discovery, and he assigned a two-year deal with the Rangers. That's just for $4 million. It's not a massive deal, but I think certainly more than you would have expected, especially if you weren't aware of the fact that Chris Martin was pitching really well in Japan. You might be like, what? what? Why are they spending that kind of money on Chris Martin? But so he has cashed in to some extent uh, to be a part of the Rangers' bullpen. So pretty cool. I'd have to say a a pretty cool move, or you could say maybe even a cold play on behalf of the Rangers to sign Chris Martin. Let's get to the Rule 5 draft quickly here. Uh, the first pick went to the Detroit Tigers. I had Emily Walden on the show last week to talk about that. We talked about you know various scenarios, players that they might take. The player they actually did take was outfielder uh, Victor Reyes, who I wrote incorrectly in my notes is Victor Robles. So I'm glad that I caught that error. Uh, so they did not get Victor Robles. They got Victor Reyes uh, out of the Diamondbacks organization last year in Double A. Uh, Reyes hit 292 with 18 stolen bases. So that's what he could bring to the Tigers. Uh, maybe some some stolen bases for your AL only league, depending on if he, of course, if he sticks with the team and depending on how much playing time he gets. But I do think there's potential opportunity there for Robles to play enough to get those steals and be a factor maybe in, in AL only leagues and maybe help you with batting average as well. A few other players that I found very interesting the uh, Phillies took reliever Nick Birdie. Now, that was one player that Emily and I discussed on last week's show, thinking that maybe the Tigers would go after him. Uh, they took Robles. The Phillies took Nick Birdie. And then they traded Birdie to the Pirates. Now, Birdie is recovering from Tommy John's surgery, so we're looking at uh, most likely a partial season for him. But again, you know, being a Rule 5 pick, that, that probably increases the chance that the Pirates would keep Birdie around because they can stash him on the DL for at least part part of the year. And he's got some great reliever upside. Uh, maybe be a part of the uh, uh, the back end of that, that Pirates bullpen at some point. So there's a name to watch. And I'd say for the coming season, a player that I'm more interested in tracking is Birch Smith. Now, you probably remember Birch Smith Pitched for the Padres, was in their rotation a few years back. Um, got hit around pretty good, but got, got a lot of strikeouts, put up some nice numbers in, in the minor leagues for the Padres. Uh, he since had Tommy John surgery, gone to Tampa Bay. He was drafted by the Mets 
out of the Rays organization in the Rule 5, and then they traded him to the Royals. And, uh, you know, I think there's an opportunity for Birch Smith to, to play, uh, you know, a, a notable role for the Royals. And who knows, maybe he could even start still. Uh, maybe they could convert back to starter. But I think he potentially could be somebody maybe who even has value as a reliever. And the Royals also got Brad Keller, who was drafted by the Reds out of the Diamondbacks organization. And then the Reds uh, traded him over to, to KC. Keller's a, a starter, pitched in double A uh, this past year. So a couple of arms for the Royals to watch. Brad Keller, Birch Smith. And just a couple other names uh, to round out the uh, Rule 5 draft. I'm not you know, being comprehensive here, but names I'm interested in, names I think you should be interested in. The Mariners took Mike Ford out of the Yankees organization. Great plate discipline, a little bit of power. Um, sort of like the Dan Vogelbach mold, but you know maybe he works his way into some uh, playing time. And the Astros got Anthony Ghost. You remember Anthony Ghost. He's no longer a center fielder. He's a reliever. He was... Uh, Converted by the Tigers. The Astros got him. See if Anthony Ghost winds up in the Astros bullpen this year. Anyhow, uh, that's the rule draft, rule five draft for you. We'll come back and look at the third base landscape. Muscle Maker Grill was made for baseball season. Muscle Maker Grill supplies you with delicious, healthy meals that will give you energy to cheer on your team week after week. Whether you're craving flavorful salad, packed wraps, or guiltless entrees, Muscle Maker Grill has you covered. Hosting a game? No problem. Our catering packages will have your whole team satisfied with flavors ranging from Italian to Tex-Mex and much, much more. Visit MuscleMakerGrill.com for your nearest location and have a winning season. Play on Fantasy Draft, the only daily fantasy site where every head-to-head contest is rake-free, including contests you create. Fantasy Draft also gives you the ability to block up to 25 players from entering your head-to-head contest. With a $1 million prize pool and 200000 to the winner, Fantasy Draft is running their inaugural NFL Live Final, the Carolina Million. Sign up today at FantasyDraft.com with promo code FNTSY and experience players first for yourself. Fantasy Draft, daily fantasy on a level playing field. Hey, I'm Jeff. Look, I'm just a skeleton. I don't have an ACL anymore, but I'd still like to know what it means when one of my fantasy players sprains his. That's why I use the Inside Injuries app. It was created by real doctors. So you're getting information directly from people who have seen, touched, and operated on actual ACLs. Take it from me, a skeleton. If you aren't using it, you might as well just be guessing. Download the free app today unlock the secrets of injury analysis fantasy freestyle i love these saturday games but maybe it's a little too far maybe it's a little too much games on monday and on thursday and on saturday and on sunday listen i love it but does that like impact your quality of life now with football on saturday and sunday and thursday when do you have that opportunity i'll tell you what i love it but i'm not mad if other people are saying it is a little too much weekdays from 7 to 8 p.m eastern on the fantasy sports radio network The sharpest fantasy sports minds are now available 24-7 straight from your mobile device. Download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app and listen live or on demand to the finest tips, strategies, and advice from your favorite fantasy personalities. It's free and available for both iOS and Android devices. Your life isn't slowing down, so why should your fantasy sports? 
Head to FNTSY.com slash radio and download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app today. Steiner Sports is the leading memorabilia provider for the New York Yankees, Rangers, Giants, Knicks, and the Brooklyn Nets. Featuring hundreds of items from your favorite athletes, Steiner Sports is your source for the best sports gifts. Go to SteinerSports.com slash box and shop our collection of memorabilia boxes, which include 10 gifts for the price of one. We've made one for each of your favorite teams. Hurry, supplies are limited, and these are some of the best deals we have ever offered. So go to SteinerSports.com slash box today. Old school fantasy. I didn't even put any question into that, honestly. The Ben versus Rogers one. No, that was an easy one for me. Yeah, with it, ben. it's Ben Roethlisberger. You don't care if they, if, if they lose. I don't care. Yeah, I, don't, yeah, I care yeah, if they lose. Yeah, I'm yeah. a Cowboy fan. I want Ben to drop 40 fantasy points. Just like he did last week. <laughs> <laughs> week well, yeah. like he's on fire. Listen every Friday evening from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern and 6 to 8 p.m. Pacific. Only on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Calling all drivers. Want a career that will take you places? Then Coach USA and Megabus is the place for you. Coach USA and Megabus, leaders in the local and inner city bus transportation industry, are looking for career minded, conscientious drivers with a valid CDL Class A or B license with passenger endorsement. They offer paid training, competitive salary, and many benefits. Apply now and start driving to a better future. Visit CoachUSA.jobs. That's CoachUSA.jobs. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to FanRag Fantasy Baseball. I'm Al Melchior, your host. Thank you so much for joining me. Got uh, this one segment to go here, and we're just going to really take a uh, the beginning of the beginning of a look at, at third base. Uh, I've been spending some time on recent shows looking at the overall landscape. We don't even really have enough time for that, but I did stumble across kind of a, for me, what was an interesting dilemma. So uh, at least want to get as far as uh, mapping out what that is. So for me, there's a, a clear big four at this position. Uh, Nolan Arenado, Chris Bryant, Manny Machado, and Josh Donaldson. I think in terms of public perception, Donaldson's maybe a half step behind the other three. Uh, that's the order I would actually rank them. Uh, but uh, it's basically 1A, 1B, 1C. And if I thought Donaldson was being drafted earlier, I'd probably make him 1D. I think he's a little bit underrated now. Uh, but, but you miss out on on those four, and there's still a pretty nice second shelf to get to with Jose Ramirez and Anthony Rendon. And Rendon, too, I think, if, if in the few mocks that I've done, is being underrated. He had a very, very nice 2017 season that I think he could repeat in 2018. But the thing that's interesting to me, maybe the most interesting part of trying to fill third base is if you don't do it through those six players, including Ramirez and Rendon, then it, I think you've, you've got some interesting choices. The most obvious ones to me would be Alex Bregman, who, and I would think pretty much every league would also be shortstop eligible. So you could draft him as a shortstop, or you could draft him you know, as your third baseman, knowing that he has that, that added value. But I also thought Travis Shaw in the, the mocks that I've seen so far, seems to not be getting a whole lot of credit for what he did last year. And I mean, he blew Bregman away in terms of home runs. Um, 
you know, didn't really, uh, they were, you know, fairly comparable in terms of, of batting average. Um, there was really nothing about Shaw to, to complain about. He even, you know, gave you some, some pocket steals, uh, not certainly not as many as Bregman. And that's a really nice part of Bregman's value going forward is thinking, wow, maybe he could be a 20 plus steal guy. So Bregman is young. He's shortstop eligible. He could certainly take things up another notch. So I would not blame anybody for taking Alex Bregman if those previous six third basemen uh, are off the board. I imagine some people may even take him ahead of Rendon. But I, I think Travis Shaw at least deserves some consideration. I wasn't too surprised when I put this to a Twitter poll, which has just closed, by the way, that Bregman was the runaway winner. He got 81% of the votes to Shaw's 19%. Not really surprised. But I think what it does go to show, and several people in the um, replies noted this as well, it's, you know, have to stretch too far to see this, given that the perception, at least based on this poll, but I think also if you look at, at some mock results too, the perception is that Bregman's far more valuable than Shaw. Shaw's a heck of a fallback option that you could probably you know, wait another round or two at least, and get Shaw, who who may, you know, I think he's got a shot at being better than Bregman this coming year. But yeah, he doesn't have the same upside because of age. He's not shortstop eligible. So I totally get it. I'm just saying, I think Shaw, you know, if, if you've got, uh, if Bregman's in your queue and you've got another need to fill, which you certainly will at that point in the draft, Shaw is not a bad guy to put behind him in the queue and try to get him in the next go around. That is all I'm saying. But uh, anyhow, lots of interesting fallback options. I will get to those next week, I promise. But uh, thank you very, very much for joining me here. Uh, if you're listening live or if you're joining me via pod- podcast, either way, thanks for tuning in. And uh, be back here, same time, same station, uh, same Saturday. <laughs> so uh, enjoy uh, the holiday season, everybody. Have a great weekend. And uh, see you next week. Meanwhile, stay tuned for the producers.